Hello and welcome to another episode of Natural Bliss Podcast. I am your host, Joyce Wheeler. And you're going to want to go by the Heavenly Bodies website. You know, we've got holidays coming up and whatnot. And get yourself some shungite. Get your loved ones some shungite for protection against the electromagnetic field. It's been also proven to reduce pain. So you're going to want to get that. We have a, we have jewelry and we have different shapes, pyramids, merkabas, tetrahedrons. So go over there and get yourself some shungite. So today I have with me Owa, and she is the intimacy maven. She has been through countless breakups because she did not feel enough or worthy of love, she was developed, which was developed in her childhood. She had walls around her heart preventing her from loving and being loved. Fortunately, she was able to heal, feel vibrant, lit up, and in love with herself through self-intimacy. Hence, she vowed to help women find self-intimacy after the heartbreak. Oab, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Joyce. It's a pleasure to be here with you. <laughs> it's a pleasure to have you here. So uh, you've got a special event coming up. Yes, from Hardway to Estesia, it is my one-day online retreat where I will be with a panel of experts, and you'll be there yourself too. And we'll be sharing our wisdom, our secrets, and we will give you strategies like on how you can heal after your heartbreak, but also how you can shift from that. And shifting by that, I mean healing yourself, accepting all of you. And because when you accept all of you and you, when you accept all of you, you are able to heal yourself and consequently heal from your heartbreak and release any repressed emotions. So this is a live event, correct? Correct. It's a live event. It's on a Saturday. It's October 8th. We will start at 9 a.m. Eastern time to 5 p.m. Again, we'll have like a series of uh, talks. We'll have different segments by different experts. And we will also have a one hour break for lunch and two different breaks. And we also have a VIP session. If you want to upgrade and have access to the replay or be part of the luncheon and connection, then you can upgrade to the VIP option, which is now until I think it's September 28th is a special investment of $99. It will go up after that to $147. But to attend the regular retreat is free. You don't have to pay anything. You just have to register. You have access to all the experts. The only difference is you won't have access to the replay and you won't be part of the luncheon. And so the luncheon, what do they get with the luncheon? Okay, great question. The luncheon they will get uh, is kind of a networking event. By that, I mean, we will have different rooms or maybe one I haven't done decided yet, but you will get in direct contact with the experts. You'll be able to build a relationship. They'll be able to answer your questions and you have more of an interactive uh, connection. You also will have access to um, the raffle. We will be having some raffle items only for the VIPs and you'll be uh, you'll have a chance to get one of those if you are selected 
and you will also get access to the replay for the entire day from nine to five, whatever we'll do, you'll have, you'll have access to it as well. Nice. But, but even if you're not a VIP, you still can attend and they still can get bonuses, correct? Yes, every uh, expert is encouraged to share a freebie. So you will have access to the freebie. So your free ticket will come with access to the entire day. We have a break um, room, a breakout room. We will do like a practice, hands-on practice. You have all access to all the experts segments and you have access to the freebies. Given all of the experts did provide a freebie, you have access to it, or those that do provide a freebie, you will have access for that for that as well. I know so far some you will have to register for the freebie, and some you will just get automatically whatever they decided to share with you. Mm -hmm. So, can you give us an idea of some of the uh, talk titles? that they, they, they will be listening to? That's a good thing. Good, good, good question. We, I'm just gonna go by diversity. We have different, we have, we'll have a talk on self-sabotaging. We have a talk on clearing your environment, Feng Shui. We will have a family constellation. We will also have, a, it's kind of, um, new way of thinking but it's tarot we'll have a session of tarot reading but it's not no. really tarot reading it's a bit different the speed the expert that is doing it he created his own modality and we will have that we will have um how to recover from what is it how to recover from your what is it? I can't recall. But we'll have like, those are the different categories. And a lot of them will also be like how you can reconnect to yourself. What can you do after a divorce? How can you heal? And things of the sort. Yeah, and hopefully that know, was helpful. I don't want to give it all, but you have to join it to have. But basically, I try to be diverse and offer uh different modalities because I know that we are different and all the experts will be bringing something that is specific to them. How many experts do you have? We have, I think I have 18 or 17. Mm -hmm. Great. And as she had mentioned, I will be on the retreat and I am doing, my talk title is Cutting the Emotional Cords of Heartbreak. And I have, I created kind of like a, a checklist for people so that after the talk, instead of trying to remember everything that I've said, they can kind of go over it and go, okay, you know, I could check this off. I did this, I did that. So just for things that you could do around your house, to make your atmosphere more positive and more upbeat and also to help yourself feel feel better and you know just to start anew because heartbreak is hard especially these days you know back in the day when I was dating it was like you know you had heartbreak and you know that was it it was done you had no way outside of the phone 
to get in contact with this person. Now it's like, if you want to look and see what your ex is doing, all you have to do is go on Facebook. <laughs> yes. Social media. I know this is a downfall again, because when you stay attached to your ex or to his whereabouts, you're not allowing yourself to move on and heal. Right. And right. I think that's why it's harder again for us to move on because we have, and our fingertips, we have the ability to stay connected with our exes. We think that we're getting closure or it's helping us move, but in contrary, it is really making the process of you healing harder because you are um, strengthening that, uh, how would I say, strengthening that bond that you have instead of breaking the bond after the heartbreak. Right. And that's what we have to do is cut those emotional cords that we have with the person so that we can move on. Because another thing, too, as you well know, you're also hindering yourself from getting a healthier relationship, finding somebody that you really should be with. You had shared with me when we talked that you had saved an engagement ring from an engagement that landed up broken and you had a hard time finding somebody else until you let that ring go. So that was an emotional cord that was tying tying you to your ex-fiance and not allowing you to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't even realize it because we think it's just an object, right? If I keep it, what's going to happen but you keeping it, you hold on to that energy again, and you right. hold on to that tie, like you said, that link, and you want to get rid of it. Mine was a ring, but it could be anything that is of your ex. Like if he gave you clothes or jewelry or even pictures, you need to get rid of those. You also need to get to clean anything electronically, emails, like social media, disconnect, phone numbers, pictures. There is so much that we fail to do because if you fail to do it, if you think about it, you have the energy bond. But if you really, really think about it, you're not ready to let go. That's why you keep on to it. Because you're like, if I keep it, I still have a piece of him. If I keep it, maybe there is hope that we will get back together. You might not do it consciously, but unconsciously, what that's what you're telling yourself. And having that mentality is stopping you to really heal and go deep into another relationship. Or even you will self-sabotage thinking that I don't really want this man I'm hoping the other one will come back and we don't even do it consciously. Right. Uh, Yeah, I I totally agree. And like you said, you know, objects hold energy. I mean, everything is energy. Everything around us is energy and objects hold on to that energy. So we need to go ahead and purge. And anything that is tying us to that other person just needs to go. And why would you want to keep it anyway? He broke your freaking heart. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, I was thinking, the ring is so beautiful. I don't want to get rid of it. And it was diamond and my, it was my birthstone. And I'm, I really love the ring. 
but I had to and I did not even the funny thing is I even gave it away I did not even want to sell it because if I sold it I would get money for it and that money will be with me I'm still holding on to his energy so right. I gave it away I'm cutting clean I don't even want part of his energy anymore so did you realize that it was this ring that was hindering you from relationships it was a lot of things but I think that was one of the steps that I had to do I think Personally, for me, it was holding on to the ring, but it was also holding on to my childhood. What happened to me in the childhood, not coming to term with what I went through and using that to escape and don't get intimate into my relationship where I was at. I can't accept who I am because of what happened to me in my past. So I need to do everything so people don't really get to know me. And by that, I mean my intimate partners thinking that if they really know what happened to me or what I'm capable of doing or whatever, they will run away. So it was coming to that realization. So for me, it was those two. Would you like to share your story or is that too personal? No, I guess I can share it now. Different things happened to me when I was a child. The first, oh, I say, actually it was three of it. The first thing was when I was younger and in high school, I was dating this guy that was a family friend and stuff. And we both came to the U.S. because originally I'm from Africa. I mean, he went to Canada. I came to the U.S. and I heard that he was living with another woman when we were already set to marry and we were not engaged, but it was in the cards. We all knew that's where we were going. And he cheated on me. I found out and I was furious and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I can't do that. And he went back home and he went to visit my parents. And what happened? My brother called me and my brother told me that my dad and him had a talk and my dad was rooting him and everything like that. So I called my dad and I'm like, you know, I'm no longer with him. So why would you encourage that behavior? And he told me that I'm like, you know why we're not together? Because he cheated on me. And my dad told me, baby girl, a man is always going to cheat on you. You just have to accept it. I'm like, what the? Really? No. You're my dad. You need to take time with me. This is unacceptable. But again, it goes back to that culture where I'm from I know it's everywhere but African like they have a lot of um, men it's part of the culture it's okay if you have different women it's okay if you have mistresses it's okay if you have family outside of your primary family so it was and really... then what about the women do the women get to have other men no Oh, well, if you're doing fair. your slut like, yeah you yeah well, why oh, well, such I I know, right? So I was like growing up, I'm like, oh my gosh, either I become that woman that was a player, I get no attachment and that's what I've been. And then when I'm like, okay, I really want to settle down and I don't want to play anymore because it was that let me walk away before it hurts me or let me hurt him before he does. It was always that game. Then when I decided that I wanted to settle down, I really didn't know how to do it because I was always looking for, is he going to cheat on me? And then if I am true to myself, I know that I've cheated before. So I was like, can I trust myself? Can I trust myself that I really 
that is really what I want to do. So that was the first scenario with the cheating. And then when I got engaged, I fought with them for that man and I really was ready. I thought that's what I wanted. And then he cheated on me again. He lied, but still I was there. I'm like, it's okay, I love him. And then one day I was like, you know what, enough is enough. So that is the first thing that happened. The second thing was because my mother was never accepted. They have those um, clans where she wasn't part of the clan that was acceptable for my father. And his parents never accepted my mother. Consequently, as, as the kids, we were never accepted. So I never received love for my paternal grandfamily. My parents loved me. That is not questionable. But my paternal grandfamily, they rejected us to the point that they never held me. They never said a happy birthday or anything. So I was wounding, thinking that how could my own blood, even though I'm still my mom, but I'm still your son, I'm still 50% your blood, right? So how yeah. come you will not accept me? So I developed that belief that. I wasn't worthy because if I were worthy, they would love me. So if my own blood can't, wasn't love me. Or if they really see who I am, they will run away. That was the second um, wound that I had. The third one was, and again, that's what I said. I truly believe in self-intimacy, really knowing yourself. Because when you go through self-intimacy, you are able to release repressed emotion. That's what happened to me. I had emotions that were repressed that I had forgotten because I wasn't ready to deal with it. And what was it for me? When I was younger, I don't, I don't have all of the details, but I know that I was molested by two of my uncles. So it was very hard. I held that burden, not even knowing that it was part of me. And it was hindering my relationships. And then you add the ring and the emotional and energetical, um, how would I say, bonds that I kept. So that, yeah, that's what I had to, that's part of the journey. I know I'm still on the journey. Hopefully I don't find anything crazier than this, <laughs> but that's what I had to deal with and heal from and really accept that, yes, it is still part of me. It did happen, but it is not the end of my story. You know, when I was in my early 20s, I had said I was not going to get married, that I would never get married because I felt no man could be faithful. Mm -hmm. I felt every man had to have had to be with somebody else. Mm -hmm. So as a matter of fact, at one point, I was just like, well, okay, if, you know, guys are going to go around seeing different girls, well, then I'm going to go see dif different guys. <laughs> I know, that's what I did too, but I still so not I the was, solution. <laughs> I was seeing like five guys at one time, but the difference between me and the guys was I had the balls to say, hey, I'm seeing other people. If you want to be with me, you can be with me, but you're not the only one, I'm going to tell you right now. You know, where guys, they make it seem like, oh, you're the only one. There's no, there's nobody. I'm not seeing anybody else, you know? So, yeah, it was, you know, I, I was very blessed, though. Um, I've been married twice. My first husband passed away. But both of my husbands have been faithful. You know, so I, I have been very blessed that 
I have my, my current husband right now. He's freaking amazing. We've been married 17 years as of this month. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm blown away. I'm like 17 years because, you know, he'll be, he'll be at home and on vacation working around the house. And people will say, isn't he driving you crazy? And I'm like, no, I love him being around. Aww. He, he doesn't drive me crazy, you know? So <laughs> it's like after 17 years, I'm still in love. Ah, this is beautiful. I love you know, that. And, and I, uh, I'm not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, you know? <laughs> I love that. And I love what you shared. I think that's the difference. And I'm not going to generalize it because we're all different. But I've been in your shoes too where even when I was seeing different men, it was never a secret. They knew if I'm seeing two men at the same time, they always knew and it is your choice. Either you decide to stay or you decide to walk away. Either way, I don't really, I didn't really give a shit because I'm right? protecting myself. If you want to stay in, you know what what to expect we cool if you don't want to stay in then walk away i'm fine i will replace you then then i think that turning mentality what it was for me was i was living at some point in atlanta georgia and i was dating this guy and he made me realize that it was not okay up to that point, because of the culture I was coming from, it was that like, it's okay, they did it. Maybe I'm a woman. Yes, we'll say that because I'm a woman, I cannot have fun too. So it was okay. But again, it goes to your double standards. When a woman does it, she's a slut. When a man does it, it's a G, right? So he made me realize that double standard and really made me question what people might have thought of me. And I think that was a turning point. And that also started some of the insecurities when I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be that perfect woman, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. where I'm going to be monogamous. I'm going to be just one man. But again, I really didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's... um... You know, it's something that we've got that double standard that it's okay for a man and not for a woman. You know, my husband and I, we were watching uh, Sister Wives. Right, he's a polygamist, so he mm-hmm. has like he has like four or five wives. And I had asked my husband, I said, "Would you want to marry another woman?" I mean, there's some upgrades. I get help cleaning the house, you yes. know, <laughs> but we had actually talked about it. But the thing that I don't want, you know what? I don't want my husband in, in another woman's bed. Mm. And he said to that, that's not what he wanted. Oh, and I said, God. well, how about if I marry another guy? I said, it'll, he'll bring in more income. So you won't have to work as hard. And he's like, well, is that really what you want? And I said, no. And he said, me neither. So we're good. We're good. You know, we've already already opened up Explored that. that. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I've noticed that. And again, you tell me, that is me, my personal experience from checking with clients or even my friends. 
women when it comes to cheating we are more accommodating because of the way we were built it's easier for us to accept and pivot from it but when it's a man and he really really deeply loved that woman and if there is a scenario of unfaithfulness it's hard for them to bounce back because they were never built for them to um how would I say to hold that much energy or that much pain if I make sense right yeah totally I actually know of somebody who is in a relationship they're talking about getting married but they're not monogamous open he's, relationship then maybe yep he sees who, who he wants she sees who she wants and I, I talked to her about it and she said it was because every guy she had been with she cheated on him and he cheated on her mm. and she said I don't want to play these games anymore. Mm. You know, I hurt you. You hurt me to get me back. And if we just go back and forth hurting each other, she said, I would rather just be in an open relationship. And, you know, if that's what he wants to do, you know, and she's open up to, to um, polyamorous. Mm. So bringing somebody else into the picture. But they're talking about getting married, you know, so it's like, well, you know, if that whatever works for you, yeah, you know, only her her biggest thing is she wants the honesty, Mm -hmm. you know, just be she tells him just be honest with me. And she said, yeah, there's sometimes where you tell me that you did something with somebody and it hurts me and I'm going to tell you it hurts me. But I also hope that because I'm saying it, that you don't think you can't tell me anything because that's Mm -hmm. not what I want. Mm -hmm. I just want you, you, she wants the communication very open so that they can tell each other whatever they need to tell each other. Even when she hurts, she still says, you're going to do what you're going to do. And I know you are, but please don't hold back from telling me. Hmm. there is always a caveat to it I'm like we are all different but it comes down to if one is doing it to please the other at some point it's gonna backfire if the person originally never wanted it because we as human we might say we want something just to please our partner again it goes back to that self-intimacy and being able to hold on to your truth and sometimes we there is that code that I love and it is I am not who I think I am I am not who you think I am I am who you think I think I am and I think it's by is it Thomas or Charles Cooley Cooley is the last name but because it's fine if they agree and they truthfully agreeing on that matter but if one said yes just to please the other down the road is gonna backfire and I think that is something that we really need to take into consideration when we actually say yes do you really say yes for you or do you say yes to please your partner or to keep that particular partner because it makes a difference well obviously they have websites for people who want this lifestyle because that's where she met him Hmm, okay so then hopefully everything works out <laughs> you know yeah i mean 
to each his own, you know. That's why she was kind of shocked when he started talking about getting wedding rings and actually wearing them because a lot of his thing was he was afraid to say he was in a relationship with her on Facebook because Mm. it would scare other females away. Mm. Well, finally, she got him to go ahead and let it be on Facebook that they are in a relationship. Okay. And they're, like I said, they're, t- they're talking about rings and about wearing them all the time. So it's just going to be a matter of, you know, kind of like we were talking about earlier. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Either, you know, join me or don't. It's your, cho- <laughs> your choice. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking when you were talking about um, the guy that had different wives, there is a culture. I don't remember what it is, but where in that culture is the opposite way is a woman that has different husbands. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah. Mormons. Fine. They're, they're Mormons. I don't think it's Mormons. It's, it's, I think it's somewhere in Africa or in the Middle East, if I recall. Uh, well, here. here. Oh, here is a Mormons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're predominantly in uh, Utah, I believe it is. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's a lifestyle. It's your lifestyle. Whatever is true to you, that's what you want to do. Don't necessarily hold on to it by fear of being judged. No matter what you do, no matter who you are, people will always judge you. The most important is how do you sleep with yourself? Do you accept yourself? Are you content with yourself? That is the most important at the end of the day. I I agree. You know, we can't let, other people dictate how we're going to live our lives. You know, they're not us. You know, um, the person I'm talking about that's in this open relationship, they were at a bar together and there was this other couple and she was mad at him for some reason, but she had addressed this other woman about her relationship, mm-hmm. it, you know, acting like it was wrong. How can you do this? Is this, is this really what you want and stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm figuring that he might've said something about the type of relationship they have and maybe he wanted it. But, you know, the, the thing is, it's not for her to go up to somebody and be mad at them because they have a certain lifestyle that their partner is thinking about. Yeah. Excuse me, that, that's just, it's not fair. Yeah, yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's not fair and it, it's not right. And I, as far as I'm concerned, I think she was out of line. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. But yeah, heartbreak yeah. is something that we have all dealt with. And a lot of people will deal with it again. <laughs> and through this retreat, they're going to get lots of tools to discover and find out how they can overcome it and be able to move on to the type of relationship that they would like to have. And, you know, speaking of the type of relationship that people would like to have, I think some people have unrealistic expectations, you know, and 
and that can hinder them too. You know, it's a matter of finding out, is the toilet seat being up really that big of a problem to fight about? (laughs) (laughs) And again, it goes back to what we said earlier. We are all different and my pet peeves might not be yours. So it's important to really know who you are and what you want in your relationship because we do our, like, we set goals for our career and for our jobs or even when we are working, whatever, but we never sit down and usually set goals for our relationship. But it's very important to sit down and set goals for yourself and have your our deal breakers, have your non-negotiables, have your bonuses. Because when you start, because I think of dating as going on to interviews, you are interviewing those intimate partners and then you check against your goals and your non-negotiables or whatever. You say, okay, this is a non-negotiable, so I better stop it right now before we even get uh, intimate or even before we even get attached but we don't do it with that oh I know I might not like this but maybe I will make him change which is the worst mistake mm-hmm. because people don't right. change unless they really want to change so if you decide right. to go with it and you notice that at the beginning and you decide to pursue that relationship it means that you need to accept it right don't face that you're gonna change if it does change or she whatever that is it's fine, but I don't think that because don't use you or the love that I have for you to get what you want to, to bargain because it's first is not fair to them because you could be in that scenario. And second, usually people don't change just to change unless they really want to change. And the third thing is you've been doing they've been doing it for years and when there is a behavior even if I want to change it it's going to take me time to change it because if we say like your habits for you to create new habits you need at least 66 days so there we need time to change it so don't think that you will say oh you need to change that you need to brush your teeth just a silly example he might do his best to change it but give him time. If you know there is willingness, give him time to change because it's not going to change overnight. So we need to really come into realization. See it as yourself too. If you have things that is not acceptable, can you just switch like that and change? And the other thing that I want to add also is sometimes we get into a relationship because we're afraid to be by ourselves and -hmm. because we just want to fit into society so a good question to ask yourself is are you in love with that partner or are you in love with their idea of being in a relationship and again it goes back to really truly knowing who you are what you stand for and owning your voice and your truth I, i totally agree and i agree with what you said about you know finding things that you absolutely won't deal with. Like with my second husband, I had three kids from my first marriage. So one of the things that I wasn't going to go back on was they're my kids. I'm raising them the way I want to, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to give input. That's fine. I will listen. But at the end of the day, they're my children. Mm -hmm. Also, I mean, you hit me, I'm gone. You hit my kids. I'm gone. Yeah. 
you verbally abused me, I'm gone. Those were the things that it was like, absolutely, I will not stand for this. Yeah, yeah. And it's great that you had those because most women do not. And when you do not, you don't have a plan, right? Is that when enough is enough? When is it time to go? And if you don't have a plan and you don't know if that is acceptable for you or not, you will stay. And that's why when I, with uh, some of the women that I work for, that's why they get untangled into an abusive relationship and they don't know how to get out because they never thought about the scenario if that happened was it acceptable would I stay and then when you are in an abusive relationship that it be financial physical or even emotional they make sure that you are held in captivity so that they can control you but then when you're in that captivity you don't have any financial freedom you don't have any intellectual freedom so it makes it even harder for you to leave but if from the get-go you know okay if this happened like you say if you hate me the first time I know it's unacceptable before we get really tied together I will walk away you Mm -hmm. had a plan but if you don't have a plan it's harder for you to react yeah that's true I never I never thought about it you know it was just something I just automatically did I automatically drew up what I would well for the first thing was I had realized that my prince on the white horse did not exist He's he's not out there. There's there's no no man out there that's going to be perfectly the way I want him, you know. So that's when I started saying, okay, I want this now. For me, a sense of humor is a must. You have to have a sense of humor. You have to be able to make me laugh. If you can't make me laugh, no need for you. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And also what we also need to realize the woman that you are today might not necessarily be the woman you were uh, yesterday or what you die, you will be tomorrow. So you might have different expectations. Your goals will change. Your deal breakers will change. Your non-negotiable will change. It's completely okay. Like one of mine was before when I was dated, it didn't matter if it was religious or not, but now I want a man that is at least have that um, faith, that believe in God before it was never one of my criteria. So as you evolve, as you reconnect with your essence and who you are, your goals, your expectations, your deal breakers and all that will change is completely okay because we are not meant to be stagnant. We are meant to grow. And that is part of your growth as well. Great. Well, it has been great having you on. It's been a great conversation. I'm looking forward to the retreat. I already have some people. I had put something on Facebook of my talk title. I was torn with my talk title. I had two different ones. I actually had the one I really liked but I thought people would have an issue with it is cutting the energetic cord of heartbreak. Hmm. So I had What's that the one second the, one uh, cutting the emotional cords of heartbreak, which is the one I went with. Okay. But, but I was asking them what they thought. So I had people going, Oh, when is this going to be? I know somebody who needs this. So. Oh, I love it. I love it. I know. And I've seen, like I said, 
a lot of them of the experts they've been changing the titles so that's why I'm okay I'm not going to go by titles I'm just going to say what well, you should expect because even the the title is different the message that they will be sharing is still going to be the same so yeah I'm excited I can't wait to hear what you have to offer to hear your I mean to see your audience and stuff and yeah you can register on um is it okay if I give them the website? Oh, please, please. <laughs> you can register on formhardwaytoecstasy.com. So it's F-R-O-M-H-E-A-R-T-B-R-E-A-K-C-O-E-C-S-C-A-S-Y.com. From hardwaytoecstasy.com. And when you get there, you will register you will get an email with the link to the Zoom because so that we can uh, make sure that only those that register get access to the link. You will also need to register to Zoom. If you decide to upgrade to the VIP experience, you would make your investment and you get another email to register to that launch and connection. And then as um, we and the retreat, you will get information with the replay and we will be selecting live uh, the winners for the raffles. So I'm looking forward to seeing you. And if you have any ideas, any comments or what you want to see, we are still in the making phase. So please, please do share and hopefully we'll see you there. And if you do have any ideas or anything that you want to comment on, you can leave them uh, and, uh, uh, in, the, in the comments below and I will make sure that she gets them. Perfect. Thank you so much Joyce, for having me. And it was a great conversation. I didn't think I'll be sharing that much, <laughs> but it was amazing. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here and taking time out of your day to come in and share this. It's an important thing. People need to know about this. Yeah. You know, I, I wish I would have known how to deal with heartbreak when I was younger yeah. because it's it's terrible it is terrible it is but again oh one thing that I wanted to add is we think that it's gonna be the same you might have a heartbreak today and the pain is so intense and tomorrow you will have a heartbreak it's not the same because it's all about the meaning that you gave to that relationship and that partner. So the tools that we'll be sharing to you will be kind of your toolkit that you can use for your heartbreak and know that you will go through a heartbreak and maybe you're going through one. It's okay if it's not the same. It's okay if the emotions are more intense than they were in the past. It's okay if the emotions are not that intense. It's your journey. It will be with everything will be different. But if you go into the mindset of really reconnecting to who you are, that is when you have that healing. That's when you get that uh magic because you are able to repress and release and rewrite your story so truly truly what i'm trying to say is the key to your healing self-intimacy is reconnecting to who you are i agree well again thank you so much for being here i appreciate it and i'm looking forward to the retreat thank you i'm looking forward to the retreat with you as well <laughs> are there any last words that you want to leave the listening audience with you are the retreat, October 8th. 
There you go, October 8th. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Remember to go ahead and like and share and ring that bell and do all that good stuff so that you constantly have uh, your updates as to when we're going, when a, when a podcast is released. Okay. Until next time, keep on shining your light.